It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And today we have special guest co-host, actress, uh, singer, Mercy. Mercy, thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller Report. Thank you so much for having me, man. Awesome, awesome. Glad to have you here. Now, uh, before we get the show started, uh, Jeremy, you uh, expressed to me that you had some things that you needed to get off your chest here real quick. So the floor is all yours, my friend. Thank you. Um, no, I just wanted to make a small apology to our listeners. Um, our last episode, I was a little more vociferous with my language than I, I would like to be um, given I was uh, you know I have very little intolerance for injustice and I allowed my anger and my rage to get uh, the better of me so I was not as uh, well spoken as I'd like to be and I apologize for the ridiculous amount of F-bombs um, that was probably a record even for me so uh, you know <laughs> My friends, our fans, our listeners, please forgive me. Uh, I will do better, I promise. You're always going to get real and raw emotion and reactions from me. You're never going to get BS, but I will uh, I will try to do better with the uh, with the language that was uh, uncalled for. And uh, on reflection, I apologize. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for that. I mean, we all get uh, a little bit uh, passionate about certain topics. Uh, certain topics are very, very serious to many people. I'm sure that our listeners, our viewers can agree that, you know, I mean, we all we all go cr a little crazy sometimes, you know. I mean, but it's all good, right? I mean, Mercy, I mean, we go crazy. You go crazy too, right? All the time. And actually, um, I'm really glad that you started the show saying that there were a lot of F-bombs because... Uh, I think that's my favorite word, so uh, I will try to. <laughs> Understood. It's honestly, there's no censor here. It just, I, I was way out of line and overboard, and I just wanted to make that clear that I, I apologize, and I'll do better. I, I am not, uh, I do have an intellect, and there are other words besides that in my brain, so I, I can express myself in other ways. <laughs> well, I mean, thank God that, uh, you know, outside of the camera, I tend to express myself in many other ways, too. But <laughs> that's a different story. Um, uh, you know, as far as that's concerned, uh, we, we, we actually, uh, Jeremy and I, we actually had a really good weekend this weekend. Uh, we got to go to uh, Flappers. Shout out 
uh, to Gary Robinson and uh, Sharp Cut Productions. Uh, thank you so much for the invite to Flappers. We had a great time last night. Uh, we got to watch uh, Daryl Hammond uh, up on stage along with Jamie Kennedy and a bunch of new comedians that are coming out. Really, really talented uh, comedians. Made, made me crack up, but I have to blame uh, Jeremy's fiance Joni, for really, really screwing it up for me because in the middle of one of the acts, she goes ahead and texts me. She's sitting next to me. She texts me, and she's like, do you hear that girl's laugh? The entire show after that, I couldn't concentrate on anything else, but every time that girl laughed, and, and I started cracking up. But it made the evening even funnier. Oh, this, God. We, it, she, we had a 30-year-old woman with the voice of a six-year-old little girl, and her laugh <laughs> sounded exactly the same. So, I mean, immediately, when we're listening to these comedians, I mean, our first reaction was, a child should not be laughing at these jokes. What are they doing here, you know? Um <laughs> Oh, it, it was pretty it was pretty funny oh my god it was the funniest situation i was just like and every time we hear her go he, 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 i turned over to jody <laughs> and she would be like cracking up and then this guy started cracking up too we were all like just busted up i was crying i was laughing so hard half the crowd we were having connections i mean i just start you hear it and all of a sudden i start dying and mate Maybe it wasn't at something incredibly funny, you know, that was said on stage. <laughs> and I glance over and, you know, I make eye contact with a perfect stranger and we both just crack up. I know exactly why he's laughing. I know he knows why I'm laughing. It was hysterical. This girl Swear. added to the night. She made the whole thing even funnier than the great performers. She, she's all like, and then and then she would switch up. At one point she switched up. She went around. <laughs> to he. <laughs> I swear. I mean, this was a this was a thirty year old voice of a six year old. It was amazing. it was hilarious. Even even Jamie Kennedy called it out in his in one of his uh like when he was in the middle of talking to people. He's like, "Is that you laughing?" Like he actually called her out on it. It was fantastic. I swear. It was. I can't take you guys anywhere. I swear. I can't. I can't take neither Joni nor Jeremy anywhere. But anyways, I digress. Great time. Thanks again for Gary Robinson for the tickets. We really appreciate that. And in continuing on with laughter as is tradition i always go ahead and uh pick up a couple of tiktoks that i love people to get well i love everybody to get blind reactions out of so here's one that uh jeremy as a chef i believe that you probably are gonna cringe just a little bit oh, watching boy. this this is a reaction to a video so it's a reaction to a reaction so go ahead and check this out real quick okay, tonight for for dinner, duet. i am trying my first you wanted this blind react Let's He's trying his first ever burrito. Goes. I'm here for his first burrito? Like okay, but how do you not have a burrito to now? Okay, kind of does look like a hot pocket. I give you that. That's, that's better. Eat, eat, easy, 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 easy with right. it. It's food, see, not a toy. Guac. A beautiful burrito. Okay, add that guac to it. Yeah, you know what you don't know what you're doing. That's going to be a little messy. I mean, I guess you kind of equal it. Okay, it looks pretty, but that's not going to be what are you doing. <gasps> What are you doing? So no, it's a burrito. Why are you opening up? This isn't surgery. So, rice, so we don't care what's uh, in the burrito. You don't need to know what's in the burrito. You just eat the burrito. You don't. Know, you don't. Stuff, so. Dude, what don't. are you doing? <gasps> Security. This guy. Yeah. Get him. Psycho. Psych no. Like mm -mm. No. <laughs> God, I just can't. I see the, I see it, and I'm like, why? It's a burrito, not a taco. What are you doing? Why would you do that? I have a very, 
Oh God, no, that's <laughs> great. But I have a different take on this, honestly. I do. It doesn't make me cringe as a chef. If this is truly his first burrito experience, he has no one there to show him how to eat it. He has no one there to say, you do this or you do that. And again, many people do, especially with a wet burrito, don't pick it up with their hands, cut it up with a knife and fork and eat it that way. So I don't really cringe at that too much. He is an Asian guy who seems to come from, you know, a different country that, I mean, I can tell you right now, being to China and having traveled Asia, you can't get decent Mexican food. I mean, it doesn't exist, which is weird because in Shanghai, I had some of the greatest ethnic foods I've had that were not Chinese. I had one of the best Italian meals I've ever eaten in Shanghai. I've had great Croatian food in Shanghai. I've had, but you can't find Mexican food or at least good Mexican food in Shanghai. So I can understand maybe where he's coming from with the, no, with the no, confusion. No, no, I'm sorry. There's, there's YouTube channels that show you how to pee for God's sake. All right. There's gotta be a YouTube channel that could go ahead and show you how to eat a burrito the right way. Give me a freaking break. No excuse. I'm sorry. You, just, you don't prepare no for that though. This is his first time. What's he, he's supposed to prepare. That takes away the, well, the, 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 the sender. Like even if it's your first time, like, I think that was true. Like Thank so that's you. the one that that's the one that definitely confused the heck out of me. Oh my the bite god! In the middle. So I mean, bad. even the cutting it, I expected him still to start at one end, at least like a hot dog. He freaking keep putting. It was like a hamburger to him. I mean, you don't get a burrito like a hamburger. Give me a freaking break here. Uh, anyways, the well, sriracha was really good too. Yeah, I mean I, I, that that is acceptable. I mean, but you put it inside, not on the top of it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Anyways, we move on to the next TikTok video. Now, this one right here, um, when you're working in a call center, I, I don't know if anybody ever has. I, I've never, I've worked in a call center once for like a second, but never had to deal with, uh, with uh, customers being rude or anything. Um, this woman showed her New Yorican going from zero to 100 very, very quickly. So uh, go ahead and uh, let's check that one out next. Yes, ma'am, and I completely understand your frustration. Do you? Do you understand my frustration? Because it really doesn't look like you do. I really don't, I don't think you understand where I'm coming from. Yes, I've been calling eight times. And then they got bitches like you working in this company, no, okay? And I'm no, not okay up, with- Hold up, hold up, no, 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 hold up. You done messed up now because you need me and now you're using profanity and we ain't gonna do that. I don't know where they do that at, but we ain't doing that here. You need me to take this charge off your account. You need to relax. All right, mamita, por qué no? A mí tú no me vas a hablar así. Rapidito te engancho el teléfono and that's it. Tienes que llamar y esperar otra vez. I can hang up real quick and you can call back. Okay? So let's take it down. You're about a 10 right now. Let's take it down to about a four, maybe like a three. You could do a five depending on my tone, but we're not, we not gonna curse. That's one thing we're not gonna do. So if you're ready to restart this whole conversation, I'll go ahead and say my greeting again and we could do this all over again. And we could do it all night until you learn how to talk to me because I'm not your punching bag. All right? Okay, my name is Veronica. How can I help you? <laughs> I love went her. back to like, hi, my name is Veronica. How can I help you? <laughs> like real quick. <laughs> I, love I mean, her. right? People act so crap when they can't like be seen, and the things that they say to people. I did work in a call center. I worked in collections for city cards. Oh, I got oh. the nastiest of the oh, nasty, yeah. and you know what? Good for her. She, she handled it way better than I did. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I praised her completely. That's one of the best. I mean, she shut that down so quick and so brutally. It was perfect. But she did it without getting 
angry. She did it without losing her temper, really. She didn't raise her voice. She just became assertive and and set her boundaries. That was awesome. I loved that. I, I but you know what? In the, in the in the flip coin of it, sometimes you do get uh like operators that are in a bad mood like today for example i had to call the federal the 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 state tax board and every time i called i sort of those those people that work there think are so entitled because they have your balls in a sling and they know it they're like we got your taxes what are you gonna do about it not a damn thing so it's one of those things where it's like great i have to deal with this douchebag in the on the other line that's fan freaking tastic and anyways, let me tell you how I really feel. No, but anyways, um, the next I'm keep uh, my mouth shut. I don't want to piss the franchise California franchise. Oh, I don't board off. I don't care. I mean, I do Dude, care. Those, so if those anybody's guys watching, are scary. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I had issues. You know, I had issues with them because of that accountant of mine when I was a kid. Yeah, they are true. scarier than the IRS. I'm not joking. You do not want to mess around with the California franchise tax board. Trust so, me on this. So. It, <laughs> Franchise Tax Board is the best in the world. I love it. It's fantastic. It's great. Yes, we let's move forward. We love. Let's move forward. Let's move forward and ignore everything I just said. Let's move forward. Um, the next TikTok video. Now, this is for all you uh, uh, either uh, couples that are about to be married or anything like that. Um, don't don't ever don't don't ever play this game because you, you might get really really badly hurt. I'm just saying. Check it out. What? Did you say thank you for doing my 50%? Yeah. What did you just do? I wash, dried, and put away your clothes. Well, I took them off the hangers, got them dirty, put them in the hamper. That's my 50%. <laughs> Did you say something? And they never saw him again. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just. There is no you. You're not getting out of that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're so screwed on that one. It's like, um, yeah, we're never gonna see you ever, ever again. Um, but yeah, that was that, for any of you. Don't ever do that. Don't no, no really. Don't ever do that. Yeah, that's just a bad thing to do. She will. She will kill you. She will bad kill you. <laughs> Mercy. I mean, you am I wrong? Like a day where she was already cleaned up after his nasty ass mm -hmm. dishes everywhere, and then he did that TikTok. So then the, it was just over. <laughs> what what yeah. would you do though, Mercy, in a case like that? I would have had the same exact fucking expression. That like, <laughs> that like, 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 <laughs> well, we also got we also got on the stream. We got uh, Joni, uh, Jeremy's fiance, is on the stream, and she's saying, "Oh no, he didn't." <laughs> you know, I'd never be seen again. I mean, no. it, yeah, I'd be looking be for a new co-host. You'd be looking for body parts, not even bodies. <laughs> true, very, very true. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, no, Joni's jo Joni's a very, very scary person. I don't mess with her ever in life. <laughs> I tried yesterday, and she yeah, almost killed me. Well <laughs> not so much, even though she was. I'm oh, not even going to say. I'm not going to say. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that word. No, 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 no. That's a bad word. It's a bad word. Hi, Joni. Love you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh, and you know what? I mean, we usually do three. 
but I have a special bonus oh. video to show you guys. And this one is probably the funniest one I've seen yet. Oh my god! And this just actually this just happened last week. Go ahead and check this one out. This this video right here, I love it. It's just it's hilarious to me. Oh, oh I know it's. SC oh, you know. Jackson Dart running all over a pathetic UCLA team. Oh, <laughs> it's 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 the bell coming back to UCLA and uh, you losing the bet. bet and you Not losing time, the buddy. bet. Not this folks, time, buddy. <laughs> folks, stay tuned Monday because when UCLA beats USC. In You're your gonna see dreams. a very, very sad <laughs> journey. In Moore. your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my eyes you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Wipe those tears off. It's okay. It's okay. I just had to stretch my eyes real quick. It's hey, it's okay. Wipe those you, tears unlike off. Unlike you, I'm able to be objective about it and actually call out my own team when they play like crap. I I I, I have never. You've never met a fan who actually rips on his own team more. And again, I don't make excuses. I never said USC would have won had the game been officiated fairly. But a team that is as bad as they are on defense and as struggling as they've been on offense has no prayer to win. It was over in the beginning as soon as the refs started calling the game one way, you know, in the first half. And if you make me, I will. I'll call I'll pull up the clips. I'll pull up the photos. There are five. He's like, exhibit A. Oh, I have them. I have it. I mean, we're talking about guys in the end zone literally grabbing the back of our jerseys right in front of the refs. I don't recall such things. Oh, yeah, of course you don't. I don't recall. There's there's literally a picture of your player with his hand grabbing the back of the jersey. That's photoshopped. As blatant as can be. Right in in front. Fake news. I mean, he can't be objective. He has no ability to be objective. Fake news. It's fake news. It's fake news. That's all I'm going to say about that. I never said USC would have won. They have one of the crappiest defenses I've seen on a college team in years. I mean, UCLA is not much better if they didn't have the help from the refs sc would have scored a lot more points i mean there's three touchdowns taken away by bs penalties or non-calls but again usc played so bad and has been all year that i mean it's they still could have lost even if the game was called fair but there was no chance to win once you know it was obvious what the what the refs how the refs were seeing the game I'm not saying they were bought off or anything stupid like that that's what you were saying at the beginning you're like <laughs> how much did ucla pay the refs right. that that is a you know that's a metaphor that's a you know it's a metaphor now it's a metaphor <laughs> no in talking that's a it's a it's almost slang in you know oh god these guys are so bad how much did you have to pay them yeah you know, it's it's well, rare that well, we've ever seen refs get paid off. Well, but well, when I you mean, have something that blatant, a team can't win. It's that simple. It doesn't well, matter how well they had played. If if that's the way it's going to be called, officiated, there's no chance of winning. Well, the important thing is that the bell is back at UCLA. That's well, the important. En- enjoy thing. the bell for a year and enjoy <laughs> your second victory in the Coliseum this century. I'm going to record this one too And I'm going to go ahead and play this back next year A year from now I'm going to go ahead and and play this back We're getting a new good coach And you guys are probably keeping Chip Kelly Oh god (laughs) 
Yeah, that one hurts us that, a little bit. That's I'm not what lie. happens when you beat us. You guys now get to keep your crappy coach. How you like yeah, that? <laughs> In entertainment news, <laughs> moving forward here. <laughs> We're getting a little caught up here. Mercy, well, I apologize Sorry, for I, I apologize for this. It's just a rivalry that we got going on. Well, not only not only that, but I mean, Jeremy also, unfortunately, regardless of what happened, lost a bet and oh, yeah. he's going to hate it so yeah. much next week. Oh. Tune in on Monday and you're going to really enjoy what you watch on there. You're well, not going to enjoy what I do to your outfit. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, oh, wait. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> in entertainment news, uh, Jeremy, you got a story for us, actually, that's been uh, pretty popular right now uh, going on with uh, Kevin Spacey to pay out $31 million right now. What's going on with that? This is a very big deal in relation to his uh, charges that were brought against him and allegations that were brought against him for sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and numerous other things. They have found him in breach of contract, uh, which there was a sexual harassment clause in his contract for doing House of Cards. Mm -hmm. So they lost out on an entire last season with him, lost out on five or six episodes because they had to cut down the season to do it without him. And they lost out on millions and millions of dollars. Jeez. So the production company sued him in court. They won. He's tried to appeal multiple times. He has been shot down in court every single time. And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that somebody, that a predator is being held responsible by the people that employ him. You know, he should face criminal charges as well. Absolutely. I think he, if any he probably this, will. He probably will eventually. If this is proven true or otherwise, I mean, he should. But to see somebody in this business who's the money people behind all of it actually take a stand and have some, I mean, given it's for selfish reasons, they want their money back that they were, mm -hmm. but it's, it's punitive. It's good to see. You can't just screw people over and walk away unscathed, you know, production companies. Oh, do we lose him? <laughs> he froze on that it's one. It's really good. Ah, uh, the connection's like kind of crazy right now. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. That yeah, little technical difficulties there. <laughs> yeah, on my end, you guys froze and I lost your sound. So, ah. um, <laughs> anyway, it just—it's nice to see it. It hopefully will be some form of deterrent. I hope those clauses are in every single contract from now on. I mean, speaking of somebody who had a fourteen-year-old friend of mine, uh, one of my very best friends at that age who was rather buxomous at that age. She had developed very early and in an audition had, I don't know if it was producers, I believe it was, could have been the casting people, pressure her into stripping down to her bra and panties for the scene. Jesus. No parent in the room, nothing. And that kind of crap happened all the time. I don't know how much it still it's happens. Still I hope to God it unfortunately, doesn't. Unfortunately, it's still happening. But I think right now, yeah. you know, especially when you have these cases where people are having large sums of money taken from them, I think it's going to start scaring people. I agree. I hope it does. I really do. It's, it's, uh, you know, atrocious that somebody could get away with that for that long, just because of their position. We see it all the time, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm very glad to see him actually facing consequences. And that's the important part. I mean, and Mercy, I mean, you're you're in the industry right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on with Kevin Spacey in this whole ordeal? I mean, obviously, you agree that that this is this is this is they're hitting them where it hurts, where it's the, which is the pockets right now. So, 
What are your thoughts on this? And this is the first step. This is like, you know, until you have steps like this where you, you have financial issues with it, nobody's going to really take it serious in like a, like a court because they're like, oh, it, there's so many times it's brushed over and somebody knows somebody, somebody doesn't want to get into it. But if you can start doing little things like saying, all right, this whole company is against this, this whole company is going to take you down for it, you're going to see more dominoes go for it because it happens all the time. It's not, people want to say this is something in the past or it happened in the 80s, it happened in the 90s, it happened in the early 2000s. No, it's still happening to this day. Wow. And it's not any less, like, it's just not... There's so many incidences. I know so many actors, so many singers, so many people who go in and the people who are in charge are taking advantage of them. And so and I'm hoping that this scares the crap out of them. I'm curious. I'm curious. I mean, at the at the beginning of your career, did you ever face anything like this at all? Oh, totally. Um, especially because I started out working in circus. Um, and the circus industry especially like sideshow circus is male run male dominant and totally takes advantage of its women wow. and there were multiple times where if i mean if i wasn't the person i was who put it down i'm like this is what i'm doing and that's it this is my act um i knew i saw a lot of girls rotate in and out there because they were giving that extra mile i wasn't willing and it sucks, you know, and I feel, I feel bad for them. I never, I was never mad that they were doing it. I was pissed that it was happening to them, that they were mm -hmm. in the position where they felt like they had to do that. No, that's just, it's, it's just, it's tragic. But I mean, at least, Ke I mean, Kevin Spacey is facing justice for the for the crimes for the the things that he's committed at the very least 31 million that's a lot of well, money we'll and see he's if not he faces even, he's, justice he's getting consequences constant i'm sorry yeah correction consequences and here's the thing is that he's not working so 31 million is really gonna hurt him right now like he's really gonna be hurting with this right now so I don't know, and I mean, I'm I'm at least happy that uh, that uh, some consequences have been served so far. We'll go ahead and see if justice is served later on, because I, I believe that this is still an ongoing thing that's going on with Kevin Spacey. It's been going on for the past few years. A lot of actors, a lot of producers are right now uh, facing these types of allegations from all sides. I mean, you got uh, you got Danny Masterson as well that uh, is is dealing with that too. I mean, you know, there's still there's still a lot there's still a lot more going on. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep an update on what's going on next with uh, the Kevin Spacey issues. In other entertainment news, Ridley Scott is uh, is already to make Blade Runner and Aliens into a TV series. Now he went on BBC Radio and he went ahead and said, "quote We have already written the pilot for Blade Runner and the Bible." So we're already presenting Blade Runner as a TV show, probably the first 10 hours. This should be interesting because I'm, I'm curious as to, I mean, first of all, let's, let's go ahead and look at Blade Runner. I'm curious to see how exactly they've already done, they've already done, they've already did the uh, reboot for Blade Runner with Ryan Gosling. Uh, and that one was, was really good, actually. And now they're going to go ahead and do the TV series. I mean... You know, Mercy, I, I, you know, we talked before before we started the show here that Blade Runner, you actually love Blade Runner. So, I mean, what are your yeah, thoughts on, on this becoming a TV show now? I'm super, super jazzed for it. You know, I, I love Blade Runner. 
didn't like the new one as much as the first one. I'm gonna be honest. This is the first one that's just amazing. And it's just, exactly. you know, those movies that look good, amazing acting, amazing writing, and just, it was all the sprinkles. You got them all. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm excited and I'm, are you, are you talking about the Blade Runner Black Lotus? the um, animated series or are we talking about like no it's a live action they're making it a live action okay so that's so exciting because my girlfriend is actually in the black mm -hmm. lotus jessica she is um one of the lead actresses in the matrix and so if you haven't seen black lotus you guys should totally shout her out freaking amazing and i'm excited for them to go into the live action series of it now so i'm all on board yeah it should be really good i mean they got that one and they also have alien so I'm, I'm curious, you know, if I were, if I were Ridley Scott and I mean, cause he hasn't really given us too much information on what he's going to do with alien yet. He's mainly focused right now on Blade Runner and did the Bible for Blade Runner and everything. I'm curious. I'm wondering if maybe they should do a prequel to everything, like how these aliens came to be and how it all started, et cetera, et cetera. I know that there was a, there was a, I believe that one of the movies talked about what happened to begin with, but I, I think that they should dive deeper into that whole situation. I mean, Jeremy, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on this whole, like going from movies to TVs? Cause I mean, it's always a tricky situation going from Ooh. movies to television, to a television series. They tried with Terminator they did it with Terminator and that kind of with the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And that one was like, yeah, whatever, you know, and they've done that with a lot of other, uh, they tried with blade as well. Uh, so, I mean, what are your thoughts of these two big box office hits going into a TV series now? Oh, converting anything into a series can be difficult. I mean, it presents a lot of different challenges, but for someone as creative as Ridley Scott, to take two of his babies and this is his project. Other people aren't doing it. If you know anything about Ridley Scott, I don't think there's much outside input coming in. These are his babies. So I, I'm I'm happy about that, you know? And this is something he put together. He helped, you know, do. He's gonna delve into the characters deeper where he feels the story needs to be expanded on. I mean, that's what excites me about it is all the backstory we may be able to learn about different characters, the depth we can get into in the different relationships, especially with Blade Runner. Alien and Aliens are redoing that is very interesting to me because I want to see how they could do it. Blade Runner, I already got, I have an idea in my head of how that could probably go, and I really want to see it. I want to know more. I mean, I, I feel like you do, Mercy. Blade Runner is almost a perfect film. It really is. It's one of my favorites. I've always absolutely loved it. Um, like you said, visually spectacular. The performance is amazing. The writing, brilliant. Um, and I especially, I've always loved the director's cut more, of course, than the original, as does Ridley Scott, of course. Um, but I really, I, I think the depth they can go to in a series, in going back into, you know, Decker's life and those different things, um, I, I think it adds so many possibilities to a creative mind like that, that I'm excited. I'm not, I'm not fearful of it at all. It doesn't sound like a nostalgic reboot where they're just trying to play on the nostalgia heartstrings. It looks like he, you know, may want to really delve into a deeper story inside of his own creation. And that's amazing. Yeah, it I'm should be. I'm just really hoping that they don't go overboard with the green screen. I just, honestly, if we can go mm -hmm. back to seeing a lot of these things on set, on location, with real props, there's a, there's magic in that that we are getting rid of by just having 
green screen where you can't interact in your environment. So I'd love to see them kind of go back to that era. Uh, that's that's an era that actually that that's what made movies so great was the non green screen era because it's just so much more like there's so much more effort that goes and inv- gets involved when it comes to these types of like scenes different types of scenes action sequences etc mm-hmm. so and then green screen kind of just ruined it a little bit just a little bit I, I I feel it did I mean I always go back to um, the original Batman mm. okay the the Tim Burton's Batman. They actually built Gotham on the London studios that they filmed on, I believe. I mean, that's they they didn't just, you know, build a set here and there. They built the city for them to be able to drive through, to work in, to I mean, that's realism you can't get anywhere else. That's a feel that shows up on screen. I think they also did it with uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as well. I think they did that with that. They built an entire city just for that movie. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. We'll go ahead and uh, see what happens with it. I'm looking forward to the trailer to see how they're going to do the trailer for both. And it's Ridley Scott. So, the man's 83 years old, but he's still kicking and he's still making stuff happen. (laughs) So, God bless him for that. In other entertainment news, Sony is considering resurrecting the Ghostbusters franchise. Now... Ghostbusters went ahead and it premiered on Friday, grossing about $44 million in the box office. And, Jeremy, I know you have an issue with this because you have been told that it wasn't exactly worthy of going into another franchise. So, I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I want to go see the movie. You refuse to go see the movie. <laughs> but I want to go see because I'm curious to see, like, because this is, okay, this wasn't like the Ghostbusters bef- with the, with, uh, with, um, with uh, the females and everything. This is the continuation of where part two left off. That's why I want to go see it for that reason. That's the problem, though. This is what I hear from everybody who's seen it. And yes, eventually I may watch it, part of it on streaming. If it's as bad as everything I've heard, I won't be finishing it. Um, (laughs) It's apparently very inane and very banal. They turned it into a kid's movie. It is nothing more than dumb, nostalgic jokes that are supposed to play off of things that we remember from the first one. There's none of the naughtiness. They literally turned it into a children's film. It's a it's a, you know, stranger things for young kids. And if that's what they want to turn it into, fine. But name it something else. I mean, Ghostbusters was a raunchy comedy that was never made for kids. I mean, does anybody remember Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob from a ghost in the movie? (laughs) That's not a kid's film. okay? yeah, Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. Or like the actress who was all naked coming through. (laughs) Yeah, no way a kid's film. True. it was a film where the jokes played two kids in certain ways. I mean, I saw it young, you know, it was not a big deal, but this was never a film made for kids. And everything I've heard about this is they turned it into a unfunny kids film. That's nothing oh, more that. than catering to, you know, young kids who don't, I mean, that's not what Ghostbusters was. So to me, you've ruined it. If your goal was just to market something completely different to younger generation then call it something else but i hate when when they do a sequel or they do this kind of thing and then all they're going to do is rehash the same damn jokes from the first one every time it's absolutely horrific again it's lazy writing and it's just it, it ruins something that didn't need to be messed with 
So, yes, the the initial box office release has been very big. But this happens. It's had lots of publicity. True. Now let's see how people feel about it and let's see what the next couple of weeks bring. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Jeremy holding back. <laughs> mercy um, mercy i mean what, have you seen the movie yet have you actually seen ghostbusters yet no i haven't are you uh, thinking I, about it i just finally saw the james bond movie i'm really behind i'm really behind Oh man, yeah, I I actually haven't seen I, most of the movies I've been watching have been going to HBO, so I've been watching most of the movies on HBO Max because I'm like, ah, oh, screw it, I got the subscription, so I'm watching them at home. I'm not going anywhere. But the problem is when you do that, it means that we can't make films that are made for the big screen, like cuts down. So if you get a chance to see a movie in a theater, like, please. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I miss the theaters. I do. I miss the theaters. I miss going, you know, I mean, I miss I miss just the surround sound of it all and just watching it on a huge, huge screen. I miss all that. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you don't have time to go to a theater or anything like that. So you just watch it at home or you don't want to sit in a line and wait, you know, to get to your seat or anything like that. So you just wait and watch it at home like. You know, I mean, right now uh, they got King Richards is coming out. You got The Matrix is coming out. You got a bunch of these Don't movies are coming out. Please see it in theater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling Mercy's got a vested interest in that. <laughs> I might. You, might. you might get a sneak peek of me in there. Oh, well, then there you go. See, then you got to go see it in theaters. You got to see it in the big screen. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta go. I, I still want to go see it for curiosity's sake. I may kick myself and hate myself afterward. Curiosity go, killed the cat, baby. Hey, uh, you know what? It's my job, though. It's to be inquisitive <laughs> and to be curious. You know, it's, hey, as a journalist, I have to. I, I'm proud of you for that. I can't bring, my, <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. When I know someone's gonna destroy my childhood, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna leave that memory right where it is. I have no interest in seeing them just absolutely destroy something that was one of the funnest comedies of my childhood. Oh Lord. Anyways, well, uh, moving on to uh, to a new story, actually, Jeremy, that you actually brought up uh, involving Target. Uh, basically, not uh, they're not going to be open for Thanksgiving anymore. What's going on with that? Well, it started because of the pandemic last year. Uh, Target closed, as did almost every other big box store um, on Thanksgiving because of the pandemic. And most of them, if not all, are doing that again this year. Target decided that they will continue not opening on Thanksgiving. They are going back to the tradition of allowing their employees to be at home with their families rather than being open on Thanksgiving. Now, given I don't think this is a, a purely you know, philanthropic move. You know, I'm sure they saw that their online Black Friday stuff was earning them plenty of money. And there is a, you know, a little bit of a side to that is that they're not going to have to pay their employees on that day either. But they learned that they can still do Black Friday and do all the things they did without being open. So they've decided they're never making their employees work on Thanksgiving again. And I love that. You know, Thanksgiving is a family holiday. It's a time to be with your friends. It's a time. And it's not a time to be sitting in a store dealing with a bunch of crazy ass people trying to buy something and beating each other up. And, you know, this is it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of Target. It may not, you know, it may have been for completely selfish reasons. You know, we know the almighty dollar. Had they had they I, I, I can't say for sure, but had they seen that they were losing major money by not doing this and it couldn't be worked around, I doubt they'd have, you know, made this decision. But apparently they've seen that they can still make money online and still do all their Black Friday stuff and make everything work. So they've decided because they can do that, there's no reason to put their employees out and make them work on Thanksgiving. And I got to say, I respect that. I've been nice. wanting, you know, I've been wanting companies to do that for a very long time. You know, our need to buy some piece of junk that we don't freaking need, you know, for a cheap price is no reason to make people, you know, stay away from their families on on a holiday like that. And I'm sorry, I'm a sentimentalist. Thanksgiving's one of my favorites. Aww. It always has been, Aww. you know, being a chef. All my memories of Thanksgiving are being in the kitchen, cooking for my family, cooking with my family, you know. I've had to work on Thanksgiving. I'm a caterer. I do private chefing. I've had to do it. I don't like it. Um, and I don't, you know, like seeing other people have to do it. So, so, so good what on you're saying, so, so what you're saying is I'm coming over for Thanksgiving. Your dad can come over. I don't know oh, about wow. You. <laughs> wow. I got I, I to see you enough as it is. <laughs> God. That's just, apparently Target gets love. Dave, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so mercy I, i'm curious are you a target shopper i i am i i kind of like to go to target when i'm drunk at like 10 o'clock <laughs> uh, i like that because there's like the weirdest people in target at 10 o'clock i swear to god like the nice. ones that are like open late it's like these kids who are partying in like the parking lot and they're cracking beers and then there's like this old cat lady walking around and then there's like the couple that are fighting after the bar you know it's just like it's the best people watching experience so if you just want to crack you know a white claw get your white girl drunk on and walk through target oh my god that's awesome awesome. i gotta try doing i gotta try doing that actually now you got me thinking i'm like I'm going to go to Target, get a nice little lounge chair, put it in the middle somewhere and just enjoy and watch everybody go by and be like, ha, nice. Yeah, that's it's awesome. I think the last time I went, we saw like adults in like furry onesies and I was like, Target, wow. 11 o'clock, I'm about it. Dude, All right. which target def- were you at? I want to go there. <laughs> I'm definitely checking out Target at 10 p.m. Sans alcohol, but I will be checking it out. No, I want to go to the Target that she was at because that one sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> that one sounds like that's the one I, the, that's the one to be at at ten o'clock at night while you're drunk. So <laughs> I'll Uber over there and be like, "Screw the bars! I got my six pack and I'm gonna be entertained right here the entire freaking time." Rock on! Let's do this. <laughs> that's my opinion. Anywho, well, Mercy, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. It was a pleasure, pleasure having you on the. Navarro Miller report. I got a question for you. I mean, you got a lot of stuff going on with you. What's what's up? What's up with you next? I mean, I know that you got a pretty busy schedule up upcoming. So, what's going on with you? Um, well, the two big things is in December I am releasing my second single, "Going Down," along with its music video, and I am also going to be in the Matrix, so you can wow. check me out there. Nice, nice. Well, congratulations on that. Looking forward to definitely seeing you in the Matrix and to your new music video. Hopefully, we'll be we'll get to feature it on here again. And just out of curiosity, how can people how can people stalk you on social media? Oh, this is the best. It's Ohev Mercy on Instagram and Twitter, and on TikTok. No, 
TikTok, it's Oh Have Mercy. And then Twitter, it's The Oh Have Mercy because some chick stole my shit and I couldn't oh. get it back. <laughs> it's on now. It's on now. You can't do that. You got you got to call her out right now. Be like, uh-uh, uh, that's mine. What are you talking about? Mine. Get that name. <laughs> me get that name back. Post. I've recorded her for like six years. Twitter doesn't care. <laughs> <sighs> unbelievable well it was really awesome having you oh have mercy every time i hear that it reminds me of uncle jesse so that's why it's like you know it comes to mind when I, oh have mercy so anyways thank you so much mercy for being on the navarro miller report hopefully we get to have you back on here again you're a lot of fun and we'd love to have you back on here again very soon Absolutely. i'd love to come back you guys are awesome nice. <laughs> thanks for being on <laughs> we'll see you soon take care well that was that was a lot of fun having her on here man she's a she's a she's got a lot of like you know she, she's she, she seems like a really fun uh person to, like just hang out with especially that that her going to target and you know just hanging out and just like having a good time over there that right there is just like that right there is just like a lot of that would be a lot of fun for me. That's something I would probably do. <laughs> that was that's definitely something I would probably do, no doubt about it. So you know, it was really cool having her. Make sure you check out her music video uh, coming up very soon. And uh, in we got we got a little sports report coming on right now. Um, but uh, you know, we got a lot. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on in sports right now that mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a trip to see some of the stuff that's going on. It like really, I'm I'm just like it when I look at it, and I'm just like. Is this what I think it is, or am I watching a different kind of sport? But we'll get into that uh, in just a second. But first, the sports report is brought to you by Balance 7 Supplements. Uh, Acid is the number one cause of infectious diseases. When your body accumulates acid, it's like adding gasoline to a fire. It increases the risk of disease dramatically. Balance 7 has a pH balance 11, plus the only concentrate alkaline on the market. Go to www.balance7.com and enter code AL for free shipping and savings. So that website again is www.balance7.com. So make sure you guys go ahead and uh, check out that supplement. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, alkaline is always good for you. So, you know, that's the number one thing for you in sports. LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart have both been suspended. Uh, LeBron James has been suspended for one game. Isaiah Stewart has been suspended for two after an altercation that they had just yesterday during a game where, to be honest, I saw the replay of it. And I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like even LeBron uh, had said that he wanted to reach out to Isaiah and let him know that it was an accident. It wasn't intentional. And a lot of the other players are backing LeBron, saying LeBron's not a dirty player. He's not, he's not usually that dirty. So this is his first suspension uh, that I know of uh, for this season, I believe. And it's just it's just crazy, man. It was been all over the news. There was those huge, huge fight about it. I mean, Isaiah tried to go after LeBron multiple times on the court. He had to be held back by like team members, officials, the works. It was nuts. Like it was. I was like, am I watching the NBA or the or MMA? Like, what's going on? I mean, Isaiah's like eyebrow was gushy, like was bleeding all over the place. It was it was really crazy to see. So, I mean, Jeremy. You know, do you think it's fair that they suspended LeBron even though it didn't look like it was actually uh, intentional? Intentional. I mean, it was. You said that it was fra- flagrant, and because it was flagrant, they're well, still going to suspend him. It was deemed a flagrant two. A flagrant two foul always comes with an ejection 
and a one game suspension. That's mm -hmm. part of the that's part of the foul. That's just a given. So it doesn't matter what his actions were or how it went down because it was a flagrant two. He is suspended for one game. That's that's just the rules. It was nobody's judgment call. So whether I think it's fair or not is not the case. That's the rules. He got a flagrant two. He's suspended for one game. The Isaiah Stewart thing, on the other hand, I'm sorry, is that's a ridiculous punishment for somebody who lost his mind like that. I mean, he lost his ever-loving yeah. mind. He went bananas. Okay? He, it's only sheer luck that he didn't injure any of his own teammates, any of the staff. He was throwing punches when LeBron wasn't even near him. He's got guys holding him back and he's reaching over them, just wailing at anybody he can get within arm's distance of. Okay, that's a problem. Carmelo and, Anthony. He was on he was even I think he was even trying to go after Carmelo for a second there. Yeah, that's not a guy you want to go after. Yeah, either, no, definitely so. not. <laughs> definitely uh, not. <laughs> Carmelo will fight back and he will that fight is back not hard. Not a guy you want to go after. <laughs> no. But one of my biggest problems with this whole situation, beyond Stewart's behavior, is his coach's response. Now, yes, a coach should stand up for their players, but a coach also needs to hold their players accountable. And his coach actually had the balls to come out and say, oh, he was punished enough because we lost the game and he couldn't play. He doesn't need to be punished. <laughs> Whatever. Excuse Whatever. Me, that's one of the most asinine statements I have ever heard. How about holding someone to accountability? Okay, literally, this man lost his mind. If there had not been people there... He could have done serious damage to someone. I mean, LeBron's a big guy, and if somebody gets his hands on him, I doubt he's not fighting back. True. But this guy had lost his mind and is a big guy himself. Six foot ten, two forty, yep. two fifty, something like that. It's not a small gentleman either. Okay. He lost his mind. He went insane. He almost attacked his own staff and players in the hallway. The man had lost I his mind. That, that is not acceptable. That is but, not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. And if his coach had any balls, he'd call him out on it. He but went like he the, didn't. The thing he is, decided like, to play the escape, you know, play the victim card. Oh no, he already had to suffer because he lost a game. Who gives a shit? <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the Kermit Washington incident, okay? Mm. Kermit Washington turned and hit Rudy Tomjanovich in a game. All he heard was footsteps running at him during a kind of scuffle, and he got freaked out. He turned and crushed Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, <laughs> not a mayor. Not the mayor. <laughs> or former mayor. <laughs> not the idiot. Um, Rudy, Tom, <laughs> Rudy Tom Janovich. You know, he, uh, he, he had his career ended. It literally it shattered his eye socket and affected his vision and brain damage and all sorts of things. It's never okay for guys to go off on each other. I mean, he was swinging full force punches. This is a six foot 10, 240, 250 pound man swinging full force punches at anybody in the neighborhood. Not just, he not just even... that though. Not just that though, Jeremy. I mean, they stopped, they pulled him back and he was like, it was, it was like a scene from, uh, from Austin Powers with Dr. Evil was on the Jerry Springer show mm -hmm. and he like pushed him away. He's like, yeah, get this idiot out of here. And he's like, idiot, I'll show you idiot. And he goes after him back again after they got him away. He, they pushed Isaiah away and got him away. And then he went around all the officials just to get back to LeBron again. Four, he ran through like, times. he ran through a bunch of people just to get there. I mean, 
That's like insane. Said, three or four times. And while doing it was throwing punches and swinging, you know, I mean, you're, you're surrounded. I mean, yes, there were other Lakers nearby, but he was swinging at anybody that was in reach. That's literally losing your mind. He went insane. True. He snapped for a bit. And you're telling me two games is a significant punishment? And then you wonder why high school kids are beating each other on the court and shit like we talked about last week with the with the NBA player's daughter, you know, giving a That's, girl a concussion yep. by decking her. You this know, is an example. I, this is an I example wonder why. why. I wonder why they yep. think that's okay. When you sit here and try and justify your player's behavior like that, he could have killed somebody with his behavior. Very if true. he'd have landed one of those full punches on somebody without them seeing it coming or other, he could have killed somebody. But, you know, sure, two games is fine. You know, sorry. <laughs> and, yes, this one's going to be an F-bomb, but go fuck yourselves. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I love you. Yes. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> that That's ridiculous. It's beyond yeah. ridiculous. It really is. These guys need to be held accountable for these actions or else it just keeps Not a slap on happening. the wrist. Not a and slap I'm on sorry, the wrist. sorry. Look at the most respected coaches, you know, over the years. And, no, I don't respect him, but still, Belichick. You think Belichick could let his player behave like that? Oh, God, I, I no. I like either. Do you think Belichick could let his player behave like that guy'd be benched so quick he'd never see the field? He's Tom Landry. He's, he, he's Tom benched, Landry would have put up with that. He's think, benched people for less. Oh yeah. <laughs> you think for the great John less. Wooden would have put up with that? Yeah. Do you think you know? I, give me a break. Look at the most yeah. respected coaches. They held their players accountable. Very true. Yeah. No. It's it's uh, you know we got we got uh, on the stream right now we got Cindy. Uh, saying that uh, she agrees with you completely, um, you know, and uh, and I also just just to switch subjects back to a very sore subject of yours, Jeremy. She says, <laughs> she says, what happened to your team, Jeremy? And then she looks at my screen. And she says, your screen, oh so blue. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> Be another what seventeen years before you do it again? I don't know it's what a, it, what was it, it last time. It's a sore subject, Cindy, to him right now. He's not. Uh, he's not. Not too sore, that. actually. Whatever. It'll okay. Be, it'll, it'll be worse next week, but no. Right. It will be worse not next too week. Sore. As I told you, I am the most critical person of my own team. I will rip them to shreds, and you can ask Dave. I've been doing this. I've been ripping them to shreds all season. So, I yeah. I have no I have no problem being objective about how absolutely horrible they've been. Yeah. So true. not no, the sort of subject for me at the moment. It will be next week when I'm suffering, but right now, not so much. <laughs> especially because especially because I know. I mean, it's like it's every every time. Oh, UCLA's gonna dominate LA. Really? Really? You guys have beaten us three times in 20 years. Really? You know, it's and it's funny and it's funny that you say that. Hold on. It's funny that you say that because I actually got that from a friend of yours on 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 social media, Steve. And uh, he basically said the same thing. And my response, it's not about the past. It's about what have you done for me lately? And not only that, not only you lost is what you've done for me lately, by the way. Um, and yes. and not, not, not only that, but granted, we're used. I mean, I hate saying it, but we're used to losing to you guys. But when you guys lose to us, to that's an L. In that in that perfect wonderful little record that every USC uh, fan has always bragged about, there's an L yeah. right there, and that's just gonna sting a little bit. I gotta throw you a bone eventually, or else there's no rivalry. <laughs> I mean, 
freak I mean, out of here. We just wiped our butts with you every time. I mean, what interest would there be? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is. And and by the way, I mean, you got a little taste of it last night. I mean, why do I love SC? Because it's such a great school. I mean, we're watching a comedian last night and she just she reiterated the point. She tried hard to get into USC. She wanted to go to USC, but, you know, she just couldn't <laughs> make the admissions. Weird. That was kind of funny. But, you know, and she had no looked... problem getting into UCLA. <laughs> and then you looked directly at me when she said that. I was like, uh-huh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say you're number one right now when you're saying that. That's awesome. Why'd you got to bring up old stuff for it, bro? What's up? Anyways... <laughs> Uh, Carl is on the stream and saying, going back to what happened, uh, you know, during the basketball game, uh, Carl says, we now have a new joke. I went to a basketball game and an MMA match broke out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that's how yeah. I used to feel about hockey, you know, I mean, before but they started normal, cracking though. down, it was, but they did thankfully crack down on it because it started interrupting the game too often. True. It started happening all the time. And thankfully, the NHL stepped in and actually started regulating that a little bit better. And you haven't seen that. You don't get four and five, you know, melees and huge fights in a hockey game every time anymore. You know, and that's awesome to see. I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, knuckle draggers who are like, oh, I miss my fights in the game. It's, you know, hockey was not about fighting. Sorry. Go True. ask any hockey player. Well, a um, lot of people, but a lot of people, they went to the hockey games, not just to watch the game, but in hopes that they would catch, you know, a little scrap on the ice. I mean, that was something a lot of bands were actually hoping for every so often. I mean, I, I got it. I've never, I have never been to a hockey game. Always wanted to go. And I always, I, I always say this. If I go, I want to, I, I hope I get to at least see one scrap that I've always heard about. You know, that's that's my thing. So here's well, they're becoming rarer and rarer. I did get Boo. to see one. I did get to see one. Uh, my very first uh, and only. Oof. There's a lot of drinking and drugs back in those days. I don't remember if it was my only. <laughs> you sure you're not a stand-up comic? <laughs> uh, but I did. Alan Thick, who played my father on Growing Pains, was best friends with Wayne Gretzky. They grew nice. up together. Great they one. knew each other in Canada. They were the best of friends. Uh, you know, godfather to each other's children, the whole nine yards. And when he got traded to L.A., I got to go to his first game against the Calgary Flames. And one of them tried to target Gretzky on a play. And I think it was Marty McSorley, who everybody may remember if you're an NHL fan, was quite the enforcer, who laid that guy out so quick. He was like, you, you ain't touching our new superstar. And a melee broke out. It got you know handled quickly. But... You don't see that as often in the NHL anymore. And most real hockey fans are happy about that. They really are. It's the casual people who didn't care so much about hockey who were like, oh, God, I got to see the fight kind of a thing. But the real hockey fans, from what I've heard, are very happy that, you know, they've cleaned it up and you don't have to sit through an extra 45 minutes of a game. That's not happening because they're cleaning up a fight or they're dealing with players or it, it's much rarer now. I mean, I'm happy for it, but at the same time, I, I don't know. It's it's almost like they take away from it, you know? I mean, that's, that's again, I go back to saying that that's what most people, they see hockey and they're like, okay, there's going to be fights at a hockey most game, you know? non-fans. Well, okay? I'm a non-fan. I mean, I, I, I mean, like watching it. 
most yeah. peripheral fans. Yeah. Yes, they were they were excited by the fights and it helped make it more interesting for them or whatever. But the people who really love, you know, the NHL and really love hockey, I had, a, I had friends who were hockey players. I had friends who grew up playing hockey in California. And you believe me, you got to search that out. Um, <laughs> they they really loved it. Um, you know, they, the, the fighting was always an annoyance, you know, I mean, maybe fun, you know, at, at a time. But when you're seeing four and five fights pop off every game, that takes away from the game. I suppose and that's yeah. what and that, and that's what they've cleaned up. And it's awesome. I mean, if, to see. If, if it were the same thing, like in any other sports, like in the NBA, NFL or MLS, you know, or, or um, MLB, it would take away from the game if too many fights mm-hmm. broke out all the time. You know, I mean, look at what happened with with the game yesterday. The mm-hmm. fights broke out and that took away from the from the game, from everything, you know, from what was going on. And it was just it's just, again, an unfortunate incident that happened yesterday. Uh, it absolutely and, was. It's and just again, like like you said, I mean, LeBron literally turned around right away and said to him, dude, I'm sorry. wasn't, yep. you know, didn't mean yep. it. He actually I mean, wanted, and, he was trying I, to find his number. He was actually trying to yeah. get his number to call him and, and tell him it was, you know, I will say people, I mean, you just look in the past. People get their nose broke playing basketball all the time mm-hmm. from elbows. It mm-hmm. happens all the time. That's why players often wear the face mask. Yep. They'll wear the Phantom of the Opera mask over their nose, over their eyes, because elbows do fly in the paint. You're trying to box guys out. Elbows are something you use. Guys get hit with elbows all the time. This was sure. unfortunate, but we all know from watching MMA, you hit someone with an elbow in the thin skin in this area, you're going to split them right open. Pop, yeah. It'll I pop mean, it right pops. Out. It pops. It, yeah. You're going to split like an orange that you hit with a hammer. And just so, the gush and of it, blood will just start pouring it, it out. Gushes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to happen. It's It happens in basketball all the time. These guys have to be able to not snap like that. They have to be able to control themselves better. Keep their composure. Am I saying, am I saying he shouldn't have been pissed? or gone after him a little in that moment, that one second of a heated moment, that I could understand. But him absolutely snapping like that on something that happens regularly in basketball, get your shit together, seriously. (laughs) Well, uh, moving on to other uh, sports news. There's there's been there's been something going on right now with uh, the NFL officials uh, becoming too strict on penalties. Now uh, they were just talking about this uh, on SB Nation how the officials are taking uh, are taking I guess um, what's it called uh, when uh, taunting is what they're calling it like they're ta- like they're really cracking down on players that are taunting. Uh, they showed a video of one of the players, I believe it was in the Kansas City uh, game. He uh, got the ball, went in for the intercept, went in for the for the touchdown, and as he's going in, he points at the opposing team and taunts them like that. He got a flag. The touchdown didn't count. Is that fair? Is that even fair for them to go ahead and just for pointing? I mean, I could I could I could see maybe going to the end zone, maybe getting in their face and just talking and blah blah blah. But the guy was just pointing as he's going into the end zone for the touchdown. And that cost him that. I mean, is mm-hmm. that going too far? I mean, I don't think ab- I think that's going a little too far. It absolutely is going too far. I mean, is it a I mean I'm I'm having a weird thing with my are you hearing me okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um it is taking it too far. And there's a reason that over the last, I don't know, five, ten years since the NFL has seriously tried to cut 
crack down on this, they've been going overboard completely. I mean, fans mm-hmm. have begun have begun calling it the No Fun League. Yeah, no kidding. Not the National Football League. That's what fans are starting to call it. Is the oh the No Fun League? They're not allowed to have any fun anymore. Now there is taunting that is too excessive. That is is a problem. Um, but you can't suck all of the fun out of the game, the messing with people, the, there is a line that is acceptable and there's a line that's not, and they need to find where that is in their own meetings and stick to that. Right now it's very vague and they've basically said anything you perceive as taunting, throw the flag. That's ridiculous. It's you know, dumb. players are supposed to be emotional playing. They're supposed to get excited when they score. Oh, what do you want them to do? Run into the end zone and just be like, thanks. Walk away. <laughs> Run in the end zone and just go over and like shake his hand and like, hey, thanks for letting me a lot of score on you. I you know, that it's, much. please. None of us want <laughs> none of us want to see that. Let the guys have some fun. But yes, there needs to be limits. It's just unfortunately over the last 10 years or so, the NFL has really gone overboard. It's an overcorrection is what it is. So I mean, hopefully I think... they figure it out. But, you know, we don't want this to become the no fun league. You know, we want to enjoy it. We want to have that that great rivalry. I mean, look at, um, oh, God, who was it? Was it Randy Moss who would jump into the Lambo? Uh, oh, the, the Lambo, the, the Lambo, Lambo leap when he when he was playing for Minnesota and he would score on you guys. He would do the Lambo. He'd be like, screw it. Yeah, and he'd we, jump we in. hated him for that. Of course we you hated him for that. Uh, but that was awesome for fans to see. Not he for Green probably... Bay fans. We didn't like that. Oh, <laughs> boo hoo. <laughs> we hated that. I mean, but we again, hated that. that was... We hated that. We hated that just as much as I'm sure USC fans hated when, you know, our QB ran in for the touchdown then did that autograph for one of the fans did you see that the only thing that bothered me about that situation was it was a usc fan who took i saw that from the ucla fan and what the hell is your problem you are a usc fan representing you wipe your ass are you kidding me how dare you hand that hat to their player I don't I have a problem that. with it happening otherwise. <laughs> Not a bit. But I saw the red have, shirt. I saw the that, red shirt and I was like, is that a red shirt handing him a blue hat? What in the, he, what he the heck is going on? And took the UCLA hat from someone behind uh, him and passed it forward to get signed. That was awesome. You, sir, have had your USC Trojans card revoked. He turned to the dark side. <laughs> you are you are fraternizing with the enemy. That is oh, not acceptable. Stop. He was just being a friendly neighborhood person, just trying to, you know, give somebody nope. a hand. I mean, it nope. is it is the 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 season for th- giving thanks. We're giving a lot of thanks. UCLA beat USC. That's part of our thanks right there. So we're good with that. And but I'm sure the it. fan, and whatever. And I'm sure the fan. Else to be and I'm sure. And, <laughs> Cindy, UCLA fan. Cindy on the stream is saying, "Aw, poor Jeremy." I was like, "Yes, Cindy, I agree. Poor Jeremy." <laughs> Okay. You you know what, Jeremy? Do I look upset? You're, you're a great actor. You're a great actor, and I commend you for hiding those tears so well. You are okay. definitely a great actor. You got it, buddy. God. Anywho, uh, changing subjects a little bit here. We I actually I this is a story that uh, was actually on uh, CNN and a few news uh, outlets uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, because this is Thanksgiving week, 
and uh, you know it is the time to give thanks. You know, I mean, me personally, I don't give thanks that I'm that Jeremy's here with me, but that's beside the point. Thanks, <laughs> we're almost done, and I don't have to deal with you. <laughs> and I'm thankful I can, we have a break on Friday, and I don't have to talk to you. I can feel the love, anyways. Um, and 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 in the spirit of Thanksgiving, this actually was really, really a really cool story, uh, and I was saving it for this week actually, where. Uh, two people, uh, uh, by the name of Jamal Hinton and Wanda Dench, uh, they got connected, actually, because Wanda, back in 2016, she w- sent a text message, and she sent it inviting Jamal Hinton to uh, her Thanksgiving dinner, but it turns out she sent it to the wrong person. Now, Hinton went ahead and responded and they went back and forth for a little bit. And then he said, I think you got the wrong person. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, that's OK. But can I still come for Thanksgiving? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. Come on down. You know, she feels she's a grandma. She says she's a grandma. She feeds all children as a grandma. She wants to feed everybody. So they kept the tradition alive to this day, six years later. And they still see each other for Thanksgiving every single year. That right there is a beautiful thing. That right there is called humans loving humans. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to hear. I mean, you never know. Send a text if that person or or a friend or anybody that needs a place to be at for Thanksgiving, invite them over because, you know, chances are they're going to need it and they're going to love you for it. So make sure you do that. Jeremy, would you agree? I've, I've told you before that was instilled in me at a very young age. My grandmother would cook for three days for Thanksgiving, for Easter, and for New Year's. And on each of those holidays, every one of their friends and family who didn't have somewhere to be would come to our house. Not only that, but every single person in our neighborhood who had nowhere to be, including the homeless, were, were invited to come to my grandmother's house for Thanksgiving, Easter, and New Year's Day dinner. She cooked for all of them. That was instilled in me in a very, very young age. We had the local homeless coming through our house, getting their plates, talking with us, getting them a drink, hanging out. I mean, it was it was a, a way of giving and loving others that I, I respected more than anything about her. And even when she started her restaurant, she continued that tradition. She would set up a Thanksgiving buffet in her restaurant for anyone in their small town who didn't have anywhere to go or couldn't afford a meal. And anybody could come in and eat for free at that buffet on Thanksgiving Day. God bless her soul. You know, that's that was instilled in me in a very young age. It's one of the reasons I love Thanksgiving so much. And I love seeing people do that, include people. I've always tried to do that. Anybody, all my friends know, except for you. If you have nowhere else to be, (laughs) you know, our house is always open, you know, and that's just how it's been. That's how I was raised. And that's how it's always going to be, you know, and I I love that this grandmother did that, that she's, you know, basically adopted another grandson and, and given him a family to be with on the holidays. That's amazing. And that's something that, like I said, many people need. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. It's not about the dinner. It's not about anything like that. It's about giving thanks that you have the company that you're in, 
I mean, not so much myself because I'm here with you right now, but that's beside the point. I got you, my friend. <laughs> but definitely being thankful for having loved ones around you at all times. And like I said, if you have the opportunity to do something right, you don't necessarily have to go to a kitchen or anything like that to feed a bunch of people. One person. That's all it is. It's, it's one act of kindness. That's all it takes. And you know what? That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Navarro Miller Report. And Jeremy, displeasure as always. Oh, absolutely miserable talking to you. Loved talking to Mercy and uh, getting to talk with all of our fans. Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for commenting. And uh, we'll see you next week. Totally. Have a wonderful and uh, Thanksgiving. Definitely, definitely. And as always, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification button if you haven't already to make sure that you know when we're coming. And also, we have a GoFundMe page. Click on the GoFundMe uh, so that way we could go ahead and get better equipment to give you the best quality of this show that the show can offer. And, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, again, special thanks to Mercy for being on the Navarro Miller Report. We loved having you. Hopefully we get to have you on here once again very soon. And we leave you now with uh, her hit song, uh, Bag, right here on the Navarro Miller Report. We'll see you on Monday because Friday we're off. We're not here. We're not here on Friday. So, you know, we'll see you Monday. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bang, bang. Bang, bang.